to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back on the block. For hitting the hardwood segment right now, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs and what's been going on there. It's been a pretty good series going on right now on both ends. Uh, the Miami Heat has found their their uh, redemption by posting a 120 to 85 shellacking. Um, we probably need Bach to play boom shakalaka because it was a boom shakalaka type of game. And there was some interesting, <laughs> yeah, that, that part. Um, but I, I think when we talk about this series, um, there's there there was a moment in the series that well, there's two things I think that I would allude to. One of them being there was a moment, and I think it might have been in the first half, where um, was uh, the big fella Joel Embiid. He took, and, and at first they thought it was a hit, but it wasn't a hit. It, it, it was actually, he just took a, you know, kind of a, the ball kind of got poked to his eye. And even though he still played a solid game, only having 17 points, I think that hindered his aggression. He didn't look like he had that bounce in his step. You know, he was seven for 12 from the field, solid, you know, um, but one of the things that you see that he only got to the free now, Joel and B gets to the free throw line 11 or 12 times a game. He only got there three times and he was three for three. And I see that because I think when he kind of re injured, he didn't re injure it, but it, it, it was one of those things that we talked about on the block that once he has a moment that brings a reminder to that injury, it will take away from his. Uh, aggressiveness. So we saw in the first game when he returned, he was there, he was present, he was solid. That was kind of the filling out moment for me. I think then the second game, he was like, oh, it's good. The mask, oh, no problems. Let's go. He had a breakout game. And then once that happened again, I think it kind of took away from a little bit from his aggressiveness. And the other part of that was a disappearing beard. James Harden yeah. fell off the he fell off the mountain and gave them nothing out of the game. And so therefore you have a shellacking uh boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Yeah, 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 that's what I see happen. Yeah, it was uh you know, and, and this was Philadelphia had to come back from two games down. I think we saw this uh maybe in the Mavs series too. Is it's it's just hard to keep up that level of play and, and you know, what do you try to win four straight against a team that, that's beat you on their home court uh, twice. How much uh, does this go into it? Because a lot of people will use this as an example to get rid of the uh the the the, 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 the bubble tournament that kind of went uh, down there is that role players generally step up at home and and have better home games than they do away games in these series. Is there something to that? Um, I, I Like I said, it is so much easier to be in a pool, to be in a spot, to get out of your room, walk to the arena, and play. Then getting on planes 
having to sleep in other beds, then doing just all of the things associated in two days. So you play a game, you either leave that night or you leave the next day. You have a travel day, which is a jet lag, jet lag day. And then you try to get a practice in and then you got to play a game on the road. That's how it's happening right now. I mean, you know, I, I think it makes it difficult. But I think the other part of the difficult thing that we talked about is just the depth of Miami. And you can prolong legs when your best players aren't playing close to 40 minutes a game. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler with 34, PJ Tucker, the heart of their team with 30. Bam Adebayo under 30 at 27. Max Struss, who is the guy who has replaced the $90 million man in Duncan Robinson, gets 27, but goes nuts. Four for 10 from three, seven for 13 from the field, nine, uh, 10 rebounds from the guard position, a double-double out of a guy that is not making $90 million. Yeah. <laughs> But then you've got a guy off the bench not playing 20 minutes but giving you solid production at 5 for 10 from the field, 1 for 4 from 3, 2 for 2, but having a solid game on defense, getting three steals, three I mean two steals and three assists, and Victor Oladipo giving you 10. So you had not five, not six, you had seven players in double figures. Great balance, 23 for, for your go-to guy. 10 from your heart and soul guy, your big man gives you 12 and gives you uh, only, well, six rebounds, but he gives you a couple of blocks. And then Struss gives you almost 20. You don't prepare for that. You don't, you're in your game plan. You're not looking at Max Struss to be somebody that you have to contend with. And then your six man only gives you 10, but yet it's a solid 10 at what he gave you. That's the type of balance that creates troubles because now you got to come into the next game. You don't know where it's going to come from. Yeah. The next game, Duncan Robinson may hit four threes, and then you're, I mean, you're, you're like, what's going on here? And they don't have that same situation over. Uh, they can't have James Harden have the type of game that he had. It just, just can't happen. Yeah, the, the depth of Miami again is what I think is ultimately going to going to win this series and keeps them right up there as one of the favorites uh, to win altogether this year. Um, I think Philadelphia's got a strong chance. I mean, I think this could go Game Seven and, and just you know the home team team wins game in and game out. But this is also one of those cases of modern day NBA basketball. If one team gets going, they they can create quite separation with the other team and the 76ers you know on the other hand weren't hitting anything so they were outscored um by 20 uh in the fourth quarter which mean they were they were still down 15 going into it so i mean this game mm -hmm. was not close yeah so now i mean uh, shoot i mean we move over to a series that was getting very interesting but the home teams have, have been handling business and doing what they're supposed to in this series so it's uh, in game five, we find the Phoenix uh, Suns have uh, won 110 to 80, another blowout game. Um, listen, in this game, you know, it's just a little bit different. You have a pretty deep team in the Mavs, which is kind of the Western version of, I think, uh, uh, other than missing Hardaway Jr. and some, uh, you know, a couple other players, they're just as deep as the Miami Heat. But in this game, you have Reggie Bullock, who gave you a high double-figure number in the previous game. He doesn't score anything. You had Dorian Finney-Smith, who hit, like, I think, five threes or something like that in that game. 
He's two for five, but yet he's still only two for six for the game, only eight points. Luka Doncic does what he does. And then Jalen Brunson steps up now and gives you what he gives you. Um, Triple-double out of uh, Luka. And they still come up short. Maxi Kleber can't hit the bottom of the well. Spencer Dinwiddie gives you nothing who he brought over. So obviously this was a blowout game because the guys that you would expect didn't show up for you. And then Marquise Chris is ready to box. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, at the end of the game, you know, you have uh, 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 Bismarck uh, Biombo is, is trying to bang on you and, and, you know, hard foul. They have a little conversation, but to go on with that, he follows them out into the tunnel and it's almost a jump off in the back <laughs> yeah. of the arena. So, answer the question about the series first and then talk to me about, you know, fighting in the back rooms. Yeah. I mean, I think the Suns are, are probably a, a deeper team, better team. We saw the Sun all year long. It's nothing against the Mavericks. They, I just think they need a second superstar. Um, and, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie's fine at times. They've got, you know, Jalen Brunson's fine at times, but they don't, those aren't number twos in the league. If you're competing mm-hmm. for a championship and the Suns just have, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of assets there to go with Devin Booker and DeAndre out and Chris Paul, Mikel Bridges is uh, really kind of raising his name lately and they're pretty deep there too. Um, so, you know, I, I expect the Suns to take care of the Mavericks, but, you know, for what it's worth, the Mavericks done a good job getting back in the series. That third quarter, they're outscored 33-14, only down three going into halftime. Really what made the difference. But, yeah, that end of the, the end of the game got interesting as uh, as Chris, Marquise Chris, went into the uh, the tunnel he was not supposed to go in. He was following Bismack Biombo after getting uh, in a little bit of a tussle. I thought Reggie Miller uh, made a good point, kind of drawing back on uh, Doug Christie and Rick Fox had a similar th- – Similar deal, although not in the playoffs, in a preseason game, uh, of all things, though it was more of a uh, bleeding over from the playoffs from the previous year. I can remember that one. Shaq had to go in there and break it up. The whole um, Sacramento Kings bench uh, was in the locker room. This didn't get so bad. Um, looked like they were able to break it up before anything kind of popped off. They show the locker room uh, in the back, and there's a little bit of a, a, you know, kind of a yelling match, and I don't think anything really, really uh, happened, thankfully. Uh, it's kind of strange for it to happen in a blowout game with your um, backup yeah. players there down at the end. But, uh, uh, you know, it goes to show you this this series is still entertaining as heck. And, and as far as Jason Kidd fans go, uh, I mean, this is it. I mean, this is, uh, you know, he's played a lot of his years with the Suns, played more years with the Mavericks. Now he's the Mavericks head coach coaching against the Suns. Um, fascinating as far as following that man's career and, and where it's kind of gone. Uh, were you ever teammates with him or never crossed paths? Yeah, yeah. Jay Kidd and I, or actually, let, let, you know, we can just jump off into this before we close out this segment but um jay kidd and i not only played against each other out in vegas for you know the uh, valentino's uh nebraska team that we had um but uh he's basically the catalyst as to how and why i made it into the nba because um you know i held the number one player in 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 the in the country to like five five seven points in the game um, it raised Andre Warridge's, you know, stock because he had like 30. But obviously me and Jason were canceling each other out. And so when I go to the Mavericks and they're saying, you know, you're you're going to come to the Mavericks, he's there. It's him, okay. Jimmy Jackson. It's uh, Jamal Mashburn. Big those big three, they were yeah. still there. And so I have to cover him. And I'm saying, I know what this dude, this dude don't scare me. You know, yeah. 
he may scare all y'all in the league, but I I I can handle him. You already proved yourself and, against him. And and I had to. That's what I did. I got in. We, we almost got into some back locker room business a couple <laughs> times because he's trying to chill and I'm trying to get a job. I'm like, man, yeah. no, I'm in your job. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm you know fly on. You know what? I'm trying to do it like that. And so that's how I ended up getting my job. Is that you know I, I made a, a kind of a name for myself and battling Jason Kidd. Well, that's awesome. That's like yeah, I didn't know that. That's a good insight yeah. there because uh, I knew yeah. he was. Uh, he just, you know, he's kind of traded a bit around a bit. It's kind of surprising given that he's one of the best point guards of all time. Uh, just kind of five-year stints with, with or five or six, whatever it is, with, um, I don't know who who he retires with. He maybe, went to, he went to Jersey. But yeah, Jersey. And then he, yeah, and then he came back to the Mavericks. I think he retired as a Maverick. Yeah. Yeah, so he went to Phoenix, then to Jersey, and then, um, yeah, came back to the It was just great everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so to finish off uh, the segment, we're going to talk a little bit uh, quickly about what's going on. Game five, they're in Milwaukee. The series is tied at 2-2, Milwaukee Bucks against Boston. Uh, it's been back and forth, back and forth. It's it's two juggernauts battling it out. The Wednesday night, tonight uh, uh, at 7 Eastern on TNT, that game will st- set it off. How do you view this game? You're a big Boston fan. Do you think they get it done uh, back in Boston to uh, – uh, push it to game six. Well, unfortunately, Robert Williams, the, the time Lord out once again. And so I think that's going to create more foul trouble again for the Celtics. Uh, Al Horford, as good of a game offensively as he had against uh, Giannis and in the Bucks this last game out. I don't know if you can expect that again. And he has trouble um, staying in front of Giannis. So, you know, with the game being in Boston, maybe you can get Giannis in foul trouble uh, and have a less uh, of that problem. But that's that's what I'm going to be looking forward to as, as it was, you know, the last game is can Jalen Brown stay out of foul trouble? They, he really has trouble um, as far as not picking up fouls when he's, you know, they do the switching defense often in the NBA when he's switched on to um, Giannis. Um, uh, Grant Williams, I hope he stays out of foul trouble because he, for his size, he can stick up to Giannis. But, um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think with uh, this one being in the garden, I feel pretty good about the Celtics getting a win. But this is not one of those series where it's been home court gets the win. Um, so I, I expect a physical matchup, an entertaining one that it goes right down to the wire once again. Well, I mean, we see it here. Um, you know, Golden State, the number two seed. I'm sorry, the number three seed. Memphis, the number two seed. They have the home court advantage. So it looks as though they're going to go back home and face Golden State without Ja Morant again. It looks like that he may not be available to them for the whole or the rest of the series. The Warriors lead the series three to one. Are they capable of closing it out? We talked about Memphis Grizzlies not having a closer, somebody who can end the game when it is needed, somebody that they can go to, yet they only, uh, on the road, only lost 101 to 98. Do they get the energy? Do they get the the fire? Do they get the passion of the crowd there in Memphis in order to pull it out and force a game six? Well, and obviously all the re- all the talk about them having a better record without John Morant than with him in the regular season. Playoff basketball is a little bit different, especially when you're going up against a veteran team that's won championships like Golden State uh, with many of those guys on that roster. Um, it's it's weird to say it this way, but if they're going to win, they're going to have to win by a significant margin because I, I do think they have that closer issue uh, as opposed to Golden State where, you know, you have Steph Curry and especially if it gets in a free throw battle, Jordan Poole and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson – 
there's nobody to foul. Um, so that's going to be a problem for anybody that runs into them. So I, I could see it just because they've been good enough to get maybe one more. And, and if they're going to get one more, it'd probably be at home. If you're Memphis, ultimately Golden State's going to win this series. But um, I ultimately wouldn't pick it. I, I still think Golden State gets the win tonight because uh, if it's a close game, I, I just don't think Memphis has an answer. I think a thing to watch is watch for Clay Thompson because he has not played very well in this series. And if he goes off, it could be trouble for Memphis because I don't think they have an answer for a consistent uh, Steph Curry, a Jordan Poole that's been consistent, uh, uh, open offense the way that they run it. And then Draymond with the assist numbers the way they are. And then Clay Thompson, if he starts going nuts, I just don't see them having trouble. So I would say watch Clay Thompson in this game and see how well he plays. But now we got to take a break on the block. We'll come back, finish up the segment. We're going to talk a little bit about the possibility of the ACC canceling divisions. Is this something that should work for the Big Ten as well? Should we cancel the East and the West? We'll see. We'll be back on the block after this. <laughs> 